All right, welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, call-in show time. Krug Show brought to you by Pig and a Pickle. The best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out. They're in Emeryville and Corta Madera. And they're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. And they do run out. Pig and a Pickle. Go get the brisket. Go get the brisket chili. Go say hi to Damon and Mary. Tell them that Larry Kruger sent you. And we're also brought to you by Marin Autoglass. MarinAutoglass.com on the web. 415-883-3030. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use the promo code KRUG, K-R-U-E-G, and they will match you up to your first $100. Wednesday night. 7 o'clock, 7.08 to be exact on the West Coast. That means it's eight minutes after 10 on the East Coast. appreciate every single one of you for hanging out. Man, the channel is growing by leaps and bounds. We are sitting here today with 36,436 subs. We've added close to 4,000 subs in the last month alone. Uh, with over 330,000 watch time hours, three and a half million views of our videos and live streams over the last 28 days. And it's all because of this man on my, I guess my left, on my right, I guess my right, on my right, from uh, the mayor of Cal Poly, uh, the mayor of San Luis Obispo, Kevin Kruger. Do you know the Do you know the Jimmy Butler meme, where he's like no. leaned up again? It's like in the twenty. Uh, I forget what season it was, but it was like the twenty. It was the bubble finals, where he was in the finals, and he's like leaned up against the the basket of the the, the basket, and he's just like exhausted. That's right. me right now. That's, That's me right you. now with all the videos. <laughs> videos, school, taking uh, taking midterms ahead of time so we can go to Vegas. Did you get that finalized? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm actually going to take it uh, the Monday Monday morning after the Super Bowl, which is almost oh, worse. After you can take it later. Yeah, like that's the only time. So, wow, uh, look at that! You would think that so you actually bought yourself more time. Yeah, but it's almost worse because th- why we're going to be in the, the car forever? I'm, yeah, I'm going to be exhausted the next. Well, morning. it's going to be terrible. <sighs> Well, no, it is what it is, though. It is what it is. I'm sacrificing my grades for this channel. There you go. That's, that's what it's come you, to. You got to work hard. You got to party hard. All right. It is time for the call-in show. We normally go with three topics. Kev has put the link in the description uh, with, or I should say the, uh, the chat, the call in the chat. The link, the call chat is in the, in the, ch- the call link is in the chat. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, that is in the link. He put the link in the chat and the chat and the link. So um, so anyway, we will take your calls in the order that they come. Kev's got a busy, busy, busy night. I do as well. So we're only going for an hour. So by 8.10, we're gone, Zo. We're out. We're out. So we got to do this fast. We got three topics, then we're going right to the phone lines, and we're going to take your calls. So please... Everybody who wants to uh, jump in line and be part of this tonight, just make sure you keep your comments to a minimum. Um, and um, because we're we're going to be out of here after after uh, exactly one hour. But first, Kev fires away with some topics uh, directed at yours truly. 
Fire away, kid. I am excited for this matchup. I'm so excited. Um, I just want to say that it has nothing to do with the question, but I'm really excited. It's the first show of week one of Super Bowl week. I'm calling it the two-week Super Bowl because I'm thinking of it in uh, you know, the first week we're here, the second week we're in Vegas. Right. So, Niners and Chiefs, by the way, right now on the uh, NFL Network from four years ago, and I'm taping it, and I'll watch it as soon as this is this We'll is get over. to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. All right. To start it off, I want to talk about something kind of related to what uh, on a video that just went out on our channel. Okay. Uh, about the Cam Newton, the recent Cam Newton. Uh, idiocy. Uh, pod, yeah, idiocy. I don't know what you call that. Um, it's, but I'm not going to ask you what, I, what you think I'm going to ask you. Okay. I'm going to play this clip just so people who haven't seen it know. But then I'm going to ask you about, because he says Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on the team. I want us to rank the top 10 best players on the Niners team and where Purdy ranks. So start thinking about that now. I'll play right. The right now. So let me share the screen. This is Cam Newton doubling down on the game manager. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Man, look, I ain't canting shit. Go. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in the defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on this team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Is yes. he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. All right. So I don't want you to get into the why. We all know that's ridiculous, calling him a game manager still. Just because he's like, oh, it's not a bad thing. But but uh, like you have Cam, to be he's better than you. <laughs> yeah. He's better than yeah. you, bro. But regard, regard, regardless of that, uh, I haven't made a list yet. So I think we could make one together. If we had to rank the top 10 best players on the 49ers, or most important, I don't know which way you want to take it, but how would you rank the top 10 players on the 49ers? Well, first of all, I mean, Cam's a jackass any way you cut it. All right? Cam's a total fool. Because nothing that he said there was accurate. First of all, Christian McCaffrey now suddenly is better than Trent Williams. I don't think so. I don't think so. So what are you saying, Cam? What about Trent? Now you're doing a drive-by on Trent. Christian McCaffrey's nice. He's not Trent Williams. Trent Williams, a first ballot Hall of Famer. You could make an argument that Trent Williams is right there with Anthony Munoz and Walter Jones and the greatest left tackles that have ever played the game. But CMC's right there. CMC's right there. I mean, he, he's he, not, but he's, but he's underneath. Trent okay, is number that, one. That just, he might've just come, came to his mind first. I think the thing that was wrong, the, man. the least amount of sense about cam's argument before we go off of this is just that he said, I didn't say he sucked. I didn't say, I didn't say he was bad. And then proceeds to say, he's not even the top 10 player on his team. So it's like, is are you saying that he sucks or are you saying that he doesn't suck? Because it, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's first of all, and who is CMC, 
Christian McCaffrey. Uh, no, it's not Christian McCaffrey. It's Trent Williams. Trent Williams is the best player on the Niners. So he might be the best left tackle of all time. There you go. So at least know your shit. And you know what? You know what would have baffled uh, Cam and just totally killed him altogether right there? I bet you he can't even name 10 49ers at all without looking uh, he down. Probably, he probably I did. bet you he cannot. I mean, 10 he, 49ers? He played, he played in the league two years ago. He knows these people. He doesn't know that Trent Williams is the best player on the team. How, you know? So I, I bet you, he, I bet you, without looking at a list, he can't name 10 49ers. Period. Not to mention Cam... Was seventy five and sixty eight in one career. He's basically a five hundred quarterback. He had one good year. He's out of the league at twenty eight. Brock Purdy, who supposedly sucks, has more playoff wins in two years than Cam Newton has has in his entire fucking career. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Cam. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what but, I would say. I mean, what, no, what are we I, talking I agree. about? I, what it, are it, we it, talking it, about? It's an idiot I mean, take. I, 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 it's, an, it's a total idiot take. He's literally, right. he's dying on a hill of just like a formality of a sentence. Oh, he's not a game. He's a game manager. Like, what does that even mean? It's, it's right. stupid. All it's these stupid. labels. Then he, you know, he's not a game changer. Are you a game changer? Yeah, you are. Oh, no, you're not. You know, it's like, whatever. He's a joke. Um, and he was a joke. I mean, he's not even good enough to be in the league. He's only 28. He's 28, and he's out of the league. So, I mean, what are we talking about? Um, he's got an 85.2 quarterback rating. Purdy's quarterback rating right now is better. He's got three playoff wins. He's sub-500 in the playoffs. Purdy's never lost a playoff game that he's won, that he started and finished, and already has more playoff wins. So Cam's a jackass. Um, but just because he's a jackass doesn't mean we can't use him to come up with the top 10 49ers. All right, number one on the list is definitely, definitely Trent Williams. That's number one. That's fair. Number two on the list is Nick Bosa. Really? I think so. I think Nick Bosa is the second best player on the team. I mean, Nick Bosa um, is a is a dominant. He was the reigning. He's the reigning defensive player of the year in the league. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was the second pick overall. He's a super blue chip defensive end. Um, he he makes a ton of money. You know, they just so yeah, it's it's Trent is one, Bosa's two, McCaffrey's three, probably Ayuk is probably four. Kittle's probably five. And then Purdy comes in next at six. Then I would put Debo seven. Um, and then after that, Fred Warner, eight. Now uh, maybe no Fred Warner seven. Then Debo eight, Greenlaw nine, and Hughes check ten. That's the top ten. Right now, I would maybe, have moved up. Maybe you could move Warner a little higher, even because he. I would have really had Warner good. higher. Yeah, 
I would have had him a little bit higher. So I have Trent I one, Bosa two, CMC three, Ayuk four, right? Um, I'd probably go Warner five, Purdy six, Debo seven, or Kittle seven, Debo eight, Hughes check nine, and Greenlaw ten. That's probably it right there. I think I would have taken Hughes check out, put in Mooney Ward. I'd probably also move up CMC a spot. Hughes check is the best fullback in. I mean, you're going apples to apples, you know, apples to oranges. I mean, um, there's no doubt in my mind that Mooney Ward is not the best cornerback in the league, but Kyle Hughes check is the best fullback in the league. Oh, yeah. It kind of depends how you think about it. If you think about who's the most important player on the team, I think Purdy's easily number one. She's the quarterback. Like Jimmy Garoppolo on the 2019 team would have been top three. Yeah. I mean, you could make an argument that Purdy belongs really high on the list. You could make the argument that Brock Purdy is the most valuable player of all time. If you look at his contract and what he's doing for the team, makes something he doesn't even make a million dollars. He's the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl team. I mean, that's just the, mo- the mo- that's the most bang for your buck you're ever going to get, right? No doubt. And he's playing at a really high level. And he's number one. I mean, in reality, I'm putting Purdy further down the list. But if you just went on numbers, he's he belongs really high. Look where look where he was. Uh, look where he ranked against his peers in most of the major quarterback categories. You know, yeah. he ranks higher than Ayuk ranks with wide receivers, but Ayuk is also an all pro. So you got to put him up there. So, yeah, that's how I'd have him. I'd have him, you know, mid pack, mid pack, five, you know, five, six, somewhere in there. But he's not, he's not one of the, he's not one of the top 10 players on the Niners. Once again, I'm not, I'm not ripping him, but I'm going to say something that's super negative. But one, you know, here's the the bigger thing is, go ahead, Cam, name your top ten. You know, he wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to do it. I'm I'm very confident in that. He can't. Name I mean, he also has three. a bias. I mean, it's like it's hard not to have a bias if you're Cam Newton. You're a guy that you know prided yourself on being a mobile quarterback, and that was kind of your selling point as an athlete. To then also think that quarterbacks that can't do that are less valuable. I mean. It's it, that's why that's why it's like oh he's allowed to have an opinion it's like of course he is but when his opinion we're is allowed so to rip, we're allowed to rip the shit out of his opinion but yeah exactly and it's like his opinion is so skewed to like the way that he played quarterback it's just it's just kind of it's it's really rich Cam Newton had one good year Cam Newton is Joe Flacco without the ring seriously Flacco had one big year but won the Super Bowl. Cam had one big year and didn't want to fall on the fumble because he made a business decision. So come on. He's Flacco without the ring and a nice hat. That's all he is. <laughs> yeah. His nice hats. Um, all right. Well, let's get to the, the matchup this week. Uh, the thing I wanted to talk about, cause you're going to be, t- we're going to be talking about this all week, right? It's going to be two weeks of talking about the matchup. The first thing that came to my mind was obviously just the rematch, right? Because the Niners obviously played the Chiefs in 2019, uh, where the Chiefs went on to win that game. Um, but there was, and that was four years ago, right? 
but yep. there's still 12 starters from that Super Bowl that are still on the teams that are playing. Uh, and I'll list them off. For the 49ers, there's Husechek, Kittle, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, and Drake Greenlaw. Uh, for the Chiefs, it's obviously and Patrick Mitch Wisniewski. Okay, then the, I, I I'm taking this. Oh, I should have credited my source. This is from NBC Sports Bayer. Say that again. Give give me that list again. Husechek, yeah, George Kittle, yep. Debo Samuel, yep. Nick Bosa, yep, Eric Armstead, Fred yep. Warner, Dre yep. Greenlaw. Yep, that's their list. Yeah, they have eight. That's seven. Wisniewski would be the eighth. Okay. Uh, the Chiefs. Have, have Patrick have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, Chris Jones, and Derek Nade. And you said there is there one more? Butker. Butker. Okay. Well, I guess I guess they're not counting special teams. In, yeah. In this, in we have no. We're we're not counting uh, kickers and punters as humans. Um. So there you go. Okay. So I get it. Uh, yeah. So there's fourteen. So, there's fourteen total. So there, there's some yeah. So there's there's some crossover. It was four years ago, but there's crossover. Um, but the thing I wanted to point out was, you know, if you look at these two teams, they're obviously they have crossover, but they they play completely different, right? Um, in 2019, the Niners were extremely defensive dominant, right? They were, you know, Richard Sherman, Jim, Jimmy Ward, D Ford, rookie Bosa, D, it was DJ DJ Jones, right? DJ Jones got uh, hurt. That's why Damian Williams ran for 100 yards and six six yards of carry in the Super Bowl. My personal favorite player, Quan Alexander, was on that team. Uh, and then their offense was good, but it was led by Jimmy Garoppolo, so it stuttered at times. They had he threw uh, two Manuel picks Sanders in the Super year. Bowl, right? Manuel Sanders that year. Mostert was the running back. Uh, young Kittle, young Debo, uh, and then the Chiefs. I remember that all the talk around the Chiefs going into that Super Bowl was like they were the fast team. They they were like that year's Miami Dolphins, right? Right. They had they Hardman, had, who was a burner. They had Tyreek. They had Sammy Tyreek Watkins. Hill, Sammy Watkins, obviously a younger Kelsey. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was becoming into a star. Um, and their defense that year was weaker, even though they have some of the same players. It was. They did weaker. have some big time guys though that they don't have now, including yeah, I'm not Rashad, sure. Rashad Breland. They had they had the Honey Badger. Yeah, right. They had Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Tyron so, Matthew. I guess my question to you is this. They had young Frank um, Clark, who was who was damn good. Who made a huge play in that game. <laughs> uh, when you look back at the matchup and like how it played out, do you what do you think like do you think that the Niners are in a better spot now than they were in 2019? And like looking yeah. at kind of the the reversal of roles now where the Niners have kind of the offensive edge, uh, and we're la- and last time the Chiefs kind of had the offensive edge. Do you think that the having the offensive edge uh, is is kind of the difference in maybe winning the Super Bowl or not? Well, I think, okay, I think um, they're definitely better because their quarterback is a 100 times better. Jimmy Garoppolo was not trusted at all. Kyle Shanahan just ran over Green Bay and Minnesota in the playoffs um, and, and for whatever reason couldn't run in the Super Bowl, but the Niners averaged 6.4 yards per carry in the Super Bowl, but they had 31 passes and 22 runs in a game that was 10-10 at halftime and that they were up 20-10 to at the end of the third quarter. So once again, Kyle Shanahan got a little too pass happy, didn't run the ball enough, passed the ball too much, leaned too much on Jimmy, and Jimmy you know, pissed down his leg. 
Um, he threw two picks. The The first half pick was horrible, horrible. He literally had Chris Jones's face mask tied to his face mask, and he off his back foot while going to the ground just hurled up a prayer to the sideline that was easily picked off. So that was terrible. So they were not as good at quarterback. They were not nearly as good at running back. They Now they've got Christian McCaffrey. They had Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. They weren't nearly as good at wide receiver as they are now. They had Kendrick Bourne, Emmanuel Sanders, and Debo Samuel. Now they have Brandon Ayuk and Debo uh, and JJ. Uh, they had a younger George Kittle. And um, that team, though, had DeForest Buckner, and they don't have him now. That team had DJ Jones, but he didn't play in that game. So, you know, the real difference was they had DeForest Buckner and they don't have DeForest Buckner now. Um, Which, if you think about it, was a huge, huge franchise decision there because then they went on and drafted Javon Kinlaw to replace him, kept Eric Armstead. Buckner, I think, was an all-pro the next season, right? Yeah. I mean, they had Buckner, you know at age 26 or 25, you know, they had a very young DeForest Buckner. Um, and he had six tackles, one and a half sacks. He had three hits on Mahomes. I mean, he was, they only had nine hits on Mahomes. He had three. So, um, but I think this team's clearly better than that team because this team's got, this team's got experience. This team's, I think, hungrier. This team's got a far better quarterback, a far better wide receiver, a far better running back. Um, yeah, I think this team's way better. Now, the, the Chiefs are interesting because the Chiefs' defense is better, um, but they don't have Tyreek Hill. So, you know, that that's a major one. Tyreek Hill in that game was targeted 16 times and caught nine balls for 105 yards. He was awesome, and he is awesome, and they don't have him anymore. And their second leading tackler that night was Tyron Matthew. They don't have him anymore. So, you know, I mean, uh, they, you know, so, I mean, that they, they're, they they're, are kind of, a, their offense is a shell of, of what it once was. Yeah. I mean, that team also had a bevy of, of different guys. Like they ran it with uh, Darwin Thompson and Damian Williams and McCole Hardman and they had Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, McCole Hardman. Um, they, you know, they now they have Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and Isaiah Pacheco, and everybody else is kind of like, eh, not that great. I actually, even though I just said that it's a shell of itself, I like those those players. I like Rasheed Rice. I think I, he doesn't. I have do too. The best hands, but I mean, he's a but he's a rookie receiver. He's their only receiver. I mean, last time they had, they had you know, um, Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. Now they just have Rashi Rice, and it's really just it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, talk about it. He's he's probably the closest thing that the NFL is ever going to have to an uh, to a wide receiver that should deserve the MVP. He he is just sometimes when a player leaves a team, that's when you really figure out how good they are. When he left Kansas City he really proved how good Tyreek Hill is. I mean, Tyreek Hill is just a monster and he made, he made the, he made the catch of the game. He, he, yep. he broke their back at the end, you know, and they that, dominated that the time of possession 
33 minutes to 26 minutes, 75 plays to 54 plays. You know, that was big. That was big. And that was the cause for concern, if you remember, going into that game. It was the the slower DBs of San Francisco because it was Richard Sherman was getting older. I think, was it Mosley on the other side? So not the fastest DBs, right? And then they were going against McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill. And eventually that kind of burned them, right? Sherman got burned by Watkins at the end of the game. So, I mean... Kansas City had a way more explosive offense at that point in time than they do right now. That now their Mahomes, I think, is better than that Mahomes, but um, they were more explosive then, and they could come from behind, and they did. They scored twenty-one points in the fourth quarter to win. You know, they were down twenty to ten, going to the fourth, and they won thirty-one twenty-one, all because they exploded in the fourth. Now, in that game, there were so many holdings on Bosa, right? And that that just never got called. And that was kind of one of the things going after that game that people were talking about. Now, he matches up against some of the worst tackles in the NFL. Is Juwan Taylor? Right. Who led the NFL with 20 20 penalties. Right. And then I'm I'm blanking on the other tackle's name. but Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith, right, from Tampa. He Just two very mediocre tackles. So if if you can get pressure on Mahomes, he can throw on the run. But I mean, I, I know that's the thing we've been saying for the last two weeks. This is this is the key to the game. This is the key against the Packers. This is the key against the Lions. And every week, the Niners haven't lived up to that key, but still found a way to, to win the game. I don't think in this week, if the Niners don't hit on their keys, they're going to win the game because the Chiefs are not going to they're not going to they're not going to make mistakes like the Packers and the Lions did. Andy Reid's not. Mahomes, gonna, yeah. Yeah. Andy Reid's not not not, yeah. not uh, Dan Campbell, and right. Mahomes is not you know Golf or or uh, Jordan Love. I mean that that's the difference. Um, they're going to play smarter. They're going to have a smarter game plan. They're not going to. They're you're not going to intimidate Mahomes. You're not going to you know make him. The moment's not going to be too big for him. That's the one question is, is the moment going to be too big for Brock Purdy? I don't think it is. I think Brock Purdy's going to play really, really well. But there will be people that will bet the Chiefs saying that the moment will be too big for Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Last topic before we get to the calls. So if you guys want to line up in the call room, please do it. We have, we have Trevor lined up. Ready to Trevor's going to be our, our leadoff hitter. And then we will go from call to call to call to call, and we will get out of here by eight ten. Got it. Um, last topic, I want to talk to you about Chase Young. Um, obviously, there. I'm mean, not obviously. I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but there was a kind of a report that potentially the Niners would want to bench Chase Young because of his lack of play. I'm not sure how reputable that report was. It was from like NFL notifications who was like another account. I remember in the off season that was putting out stuff about Trey Lance and the whole reputability of it was tossed up into the air. Forgetting the reputability. Let's just look at, I want to show you four plays from the Niners game against the lions uh, with chase young in them. And I want you to let me, or let me know what you think about these. And then we'll discuss what you do with chase young. Okay. Um, the first one, I'm not even going to play the audio because the person that's 
recording this is just has a terrible voice. I'm I apologize. But this this is the infamous play that kind of got everyone talking about Chase Young. It's Everybody second quarter, six minutes left. Lions have the first and ten on their own twenty on the nine or fifteen. Or it looks like yeah, right. fifteen and a half. This is the toss to Gibbs on the outside, and you can see Young on the left hand side just kind of jogging. I'll rewind it real quick. Yeah. You can see him right 92 on the bottom in the bottom middle. Just we call that jaking it. Yeah. Which if I if if the NFL is anything like what what my high school football experience was like, that would get you in a lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> like that that, that is makes not, me irate that, just watching it. Yeah. It's it's a terrible look. And let alone in like a high school game, it's the NFC fucking championship game. Not only that, you're if you know you're down 14-7. What the heck's that? And then the classic, I paused it right at the right moment. You can see his arm extended, which is just the classic thing that I've been talking about on the channel the last like three weeks. I'm tired of seeing Chase Young with his arms extended. What what is that about? He's just grabbing for nothing, it seems like. Um, but let me just let me just uh move That's up gonna make he me did. ask a question tomorrow yeah. at the press. No, that's a that's a fair question to ask, but that's an embar- that's an embarrassing effort. He did make some good plays. I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play you some of his clips. This is from Johnny Dell Football Academy. I'm not sure if you know that who that is, but this is his take on it. I don't. I'm not hearing Johnny Dell. Oh, where are you gonna give me a little Johnny Dell? I'm not getting it. Oh, sorry. I th- I was I just started playing. I didn't know. I stopped sharing my screen. Sorry. Here we go. So I'm going ball style here again. You know, Chase Young has taken some heat for different things. Uh, The guy has not played nearly as bad as some people say. Here, just watch him take on this block from Sam Laporta. Just shrug him off. Go make the tackle. This was the first drive after the 49ers managed to tie the game. I love that. Yeah, so there's a good play. And then here's one more. Oh, I stopped sharing again. But here, here's one more uh, where he made a good play. Share screen again. Uh, this is actually this, this is a similar play, if not the same play. But this is from Jordan Elliott, different angle, but makes a good run stop. But uh, yeah, I mean, he had some good plays. Obviously, he had some bad plays. I think where the conversation really really starts is that there was so much made of chase young when he was acquired that he was you know him and bosa were on both ohio state you know prodigies and they were great players and he's a superstar but he really hasn't played like anything and if you told me in the beginning of the season that the two better the two better corners or the two better edge rushers were going to be bosa and cleveland farrell and not you know chase young and Randy Gregory, I would have been like, how is that? How is that possible? But it seems like, you know, that's kind of just been the way it's gone. What What's your take on Chase Young and what he's done so far? He's got a big name and a big and um, he's got a big rep, but sporadic. I mean, he's got two and a half sacks since he's been a Niner. He's never had more than two tackles in any game. 
He's just a, just a guy. Just a guy. Jag. He was far better with Washington. Um, with Washington, he had a two-sack game against the Giants. He had a one-and-a-half sack game against Denver. Uh, he's never had more. He had one sack against Tampa, and three other games he had a half sack. And he's never, you know, he's really, he doesn't have an entire, he doesn't have a single game this year with four tackles. And uh, he only had, he doesn't have a single Niner game this year with more than two. And that effort right there is enough to make me kick over the projector and swear all night long. I mean, I mean, it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous effort. Ridiculous lack of effort. And he's got to be held right. accountable to that. I mean, come on, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? The, where's the urgency on there? You know, you're going, you're going to fall into a 21, seven hole in the NFC championship game and you're Cadillacing. No, 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 no. He's gone. He's, there's no chance that play alone. I wouldn't resign him based on that play alone. And I don't think I'd play Robert be. Beal. At least Robert Beal can hustle. And it's not like this guy doesn't play on a rotation. It's not like he was, he was gassed. I mean, he, he no. might've been gassed, but it's not it's a lack of it's urgency. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. You got, you got, you got Dre Greenlaw out there playing for, you know, like his whole life depends on it. Um, and slamming his helmet down and playing with ridiculous passion. And then you have that. What the hell was that? That was embarrassing. You know, I'm glad you showed that to me because I can't I can't unsee that. And then and, <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing about that. That's just defining right there. I don't even I wouldn't even confront Chase about that. I would just be like, dude, you know, you're you're benched. If you don't know why you you do know why go watch the film. Yeah, it's like it's like not getting back on defense in the NBA in the NBA finals. Right. It's like with like two minutes doing, left, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? It's you a know? pathetic effort. It's a pathetic. It's, like, it's James Harden esque type yeah. behavior. It's like, it's, I don't really care. It's it's completely jaking it. Yeah. And no, that's it, just that's it, it's yeah. sad. It's a, it, they got the wrong guy. You know, um, I don't know what's wrong with, I don't know what the deal is, but great comment here too. He is not the 49ers culture. I'm not going to sit here and say that no. Chase, I, I know Chase Young, but the one thing that you can say is the 49ers culture is 1000% going 100% to the whistle ends. It's the Juwan Jennings, Cleveland Farrell blocking. It's, it's the, it's the motor. It's the go, go, go until the whistle stops block for everyone else. That's on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, you're never out of the play. That's all breaks, no gas. Yeah. It's 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 tough. It's, yeah, that's that's that that's a that's that. a guarantee you gotta be somewhere else next year, bro. Yeah. And and I don't know how reputable that Twitter account is, and maybe they just saw that and tweeted it out. Maybe they have in, inside information, but I would bet you anything Chris Kosarek is losing his fucking mind looking read looking at that. Oh, it's There's just, just no way that a guy like that wouldn't freak out because of that. The only thing you can say is, Chase, your effort is sporadic. Because he does show, it's not like he's, he every play shows lack of effort. There have been some plays that he showed good effort. But his, his, his effort has been sporadic. And we need more than sporadic when the, when, when the season's on the line. That was bad.
That was yeah. bad. All right. I don't Let's like the that. Calls. I don't like I don't like guys who are I mean, he, he kind of yeah. it looked like he was kind of jogging pass pass I mean, just pathetic, man. That was pathetic. I got no problem. I would have no problem defending any of my criticism um face to face with Chase Young. I would have no problem with that. Now, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm just saying <laughs> he I'm is just six saying, foot seven or he is six it, foot five, two hundred fifty. I don't give a shit if Chase Young watches that and comes up to me in the locker room and says, Hey man, what did you say about me? I'd say go listen to the show again. That's what I said. And I mean every word of it. I mean that's pathetic. Show that again, Kev. Show that again. Show that one more time. That is the worst effort in an NFC championship game I've seen from a 49er defensive lineman ever. Ever. He's lucky Charles Haley isn't on this team. Charles Haley would have would have just absolutely kicked his ass for this kind of effort. This um, is unacceptable on every single freaking level. You should send that to me. I'll t- I'm going to tweet that out because that yeah, is un- video, it- unacceptable. Uh, I'm no other way to say it. it. I, I'm surprised you haven't seen this yet. I, this was kind of I didn't see that. Game. I mean, that was yeah. just so bad. I mean, it's so bad on so many levels. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Um, let me. Uh, what is the urgency but, here? You're down 14 7 in the NFC Championship game. They're about to make it 21 7. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I muted it because this guy's voice is, is, is not. Okay. He's but, jogging, jogging. Maybe he didn't think he could get him. That's terrible, though. That. <laughs> yeah. It's this part right here. He's. Okay. Let's think about this for a second. You've got to be playing behind the line of scrimmage. He's behind the line of scrimmage. If I'm, if I'm mistaken, or is that, is that the first down mark? Is it the line of scrimmage? Cause it was, a, it was a toss play. That's a line of scrimmage. He's behind the line of scrimmage. Chase young is in between the hash and the, the, he's at the numbers. We're talking about seven yards in distance and he's what? Five yards in front of him. Maybe even and the guy cut back years. to get closer to him, and he still didn't get a finger on him. And he's and you can see right now this is he starts he starts letting up. What? Yeah, he's not like like maybe, he's tackled. Maybe he thinks that he needs to slow down to like fit a fit a certain run fit or like not a run fit but like a gap because Kinlaw's above him. But it's still it, yeah it, that doesn't make any sense. What? I mean, that looks like JV football. Like I've never played football before in my entire life. And I'm just, I didn't know. I didn't know angles. Like what? That's, that's crazy. That's sorry, man. Look at Kinlaw busting ass over there. God, that's awful. Kinlaw's running as as fast as he can. I mean, it's bad tackling too by the 49ers. Bad tackling. Bad angles. Isn't Gibson firing through there? He didn't yeah. get him. That's the thing. That, that safety's got to detonate on him right there. I mean, look at this. Look at this picture. This turned into a touchdown. 
Yeah. One, he's two, at the line three, of scrimmage. four, five. There's, there's literally like six collided. linebackers. There's six Niner defenders there, and he goes in untouched. Unbelievable. Yeah. To and make it 21-7. They're literally forming a wall, and Gibson's about to detonate on him. That's and terrible. That's not being accountable to your teammates, man. I mean, to be fair, Warner's being blocked by 50, which I think is is that Ragnow? Or who's 50? I don't know. But, I mean... I don't know. Unbelievable. You should have seen Greenlaw. Did you see Greenlaw after this play slam his helmet down on the bench? I mean, I would too. Let's see where Greenlaw ends up. He's right here. I don't know where he ends up. Did he overcommit? Is that him right there? Yeah. Yeah, because he got I mean, all the way over there. Hey, Gibbs is fast, but he's not moving that fast than this. Come on. He's stutter stepping. Look at what he's pulling up. I mean, right? That's not 92 is not in a position there to hit. He's <laughs> look at that. I mean, it's awful. It, he's literally like his back is literally like leaned back. Like. Yeah. Unbelievable. I've seen unbelievable. more intensity from, you know, uh, somebody at the beta breakers jogging. <laughs> That's bad. Anyways, man. that is bad. I, I get no get calls. Yeah, well, because people know that's horrendous. People know the calls are lining up. You think now. Trevor or Kellen or Stride about? You think any of these guys are going to come in here and go? You know what? I think that I think you guys are being a little harsh on uh, on uh, you know Chase. No, no, they're not. They're going to say that's pathetic. That's pathetic. You can't have that. You can't have that. I'm watching the Super Bowl from, uh, you know, four years ago, and I just watched Mahomes run for a first down in the third quarter with the Niners up 10 and DeForest Buckner, who's 300 pounds, busting his ass to the sideline to to tackle Mahomes. And a defensive end. DeForest Buckner. I love DeForest Buckner. He is such a, just a good person, such a great football player, great size. I mean, I remember I went to one summer practice before that summer, so the twenty nine going into the twenty nineteen summer. DeForest Buckner wasn't even practicing, and he was the biggest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. He was just stretching, didn't have pads on. Biggest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. Just There's built. football character, you know, and I think what we're seeing there is lack of football character. I don't um, like that at all. I don't like that at all. <laughs> now you're mad. <laughs> now I'm. Now I'm. I am. I'm kind of mad. Kind of mad. All right. Well, let's go to let's go to our first caller here. Well, was Trevor. that the topic? Was that the was I thought that we had three topics. Was that, that number was three? Topic. Okay. Yeah, that's three. What's up, Trevor? What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, good, man. How's it going? Trevor. Thanks for well, calling. Well, it's going better before Kev started showing me film. Yeah, no, I actually watched that clip earlier today and I was like, man, what is that? I was very disappointed in the effort there. I mean, that's ridiculous. You're <laughs> I mean you're not winning a Super Bowl that. like that. That's for no. sure. God. Yeah, no. If I was, if I'm Wilkes or I'm Chris Kosarek, I am. I'm pissed. Yeah, for sure. There's uh, got to be somebody that holds him accountable for that. There's got to yeah. be somebody in the room that says, "Hey, that's not our way. That's not our culture." Yeah. First and foremost, what a great game! That comeback was immaculate. Yeah, amazing. 
amazing the way uh purdy turned on the burners there and scrambled for the first down a couple times i think he had two 21 yard rushes or something like that and uh one of them i think would have gone for a touchdown if he didn't run into the back of debo oh yeah saw that yeah yeah he, uh, you know purdy purdy i think showed us what he's about what with the way he ran in that game because that was all competitive you know is he the biggest? Is he the best? Is he this? Is he that? He's 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 not anything, but you know what? The trait, the defining trait of Brock Purdy is competitor. That's what his that's what he is at his core. He's a great competitor. Absolutely. And he wasn't he just didn't want to go down that way. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run and um, you know, we're gonna that get drives. this. He's it's just a good well, it's like you saying, you know, we're getting this done by hook or by crook. We are getting this done. So yeah, it's definitely that mentality that that wins you games. You know, having that drive to to get your team to win, no matter what it takes. It, it takes players like that. There's a there's a big drop off between people that have that mentality and people that don't, for sure. No question. Now he just needs one more big performance where he doesn't turn it over, make some big plays, um, and he's going to have to do it against a defense that's far better than the last two that he's faced here. Yeah, one thing about Kansas City is with their defense, just watching their past game, you know, uh, Chris Jones, the way that his bull rush creates pressure and kind of collapses that pocket, he himself is going to be an issue. Um Chris Jones is the opposite of, of Chase Young. Uh, yeah. He plays with his hair on fire. Difference and, and if you don't play to his level, he is going to get in your grill and chew some ass. I mean, I've seen him do it on the sideline. I can't believe some of the, how angry he gets at some of his teammates when things aren't going well on the sideline. I mean, it's he is downright scary when things aren't going well on the sideline. He always oh, seems yeah. to play better too in bigger moments. Like oh, you, you don't see as a you don't see him do that much in like a regular season game, and then it's like playoff playoffs come everywhere. He's just everywhere. He's he's yeah. he has, he's crazy. He's a he's one of the great competitors of his era for sure. Yeah, I think there has to be something said for the Chiefs too, because uh, all regular season they were having some pretty bad drops, and then playoffs come around. It seems like the guys are starting to catch the balls, and. Uh, they're just making more plays than they have been in the regular season. And well, they're not the wasting. Thing. They're not. I'm oh, sorry to was, interrupt you. Go ahead, Kev. I was going to say that was the thing that was the most scary about the Chiefs. Even though they looked pretty ugly in the regular season, everyone kind of knew in the back of their head that they would just somehow turn it around when the when the postseason came. I mean, maybe not everyone thought that, but I at least thought, look, they're the Chiefs. I know they're like at the time they might have been the what seven and four. I forget what the record was, but it wasn't like elite. Something something just felt like they were going to turn it around when the playoffs came around. Well, what's happened, what I've seen, is that they just have eliminated any reps for anybody that's not big time. So they're going to go to Pacheco and Kelsey and Rashi Rice, and everybody else is just going to get maybe a touch, one or two here. I mean, go look at their box scores the last couple games. They're going to Kelsey, and they're handing it to Pacheco, and they're throwing it to Rice, and everybody else is just kind of a totally, you know, if those guys are covered only, do they get the ball? You know what I mean? They're really they're really only going to the guys they feel like they can depend on. At least Mahomes is only getting it to the guys he thinks he can lean on. 
Yeah, I think that's something that's been desired for Kyle Shanahan's offense as well is getting the balls to the playmakers. Because, you know, like you said, Mahomes, he'll go to the guys like Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, Pacheco, the guys that he trusts. Um, you know, I think Kyle needs to get the ball more to Ayuk. He's been really consistent. You know, Juwan Jennings is great, but you need to get the ball to the playmakers. No doubt. Ayuk has four, four targets in the red zone all season. Yeah. Like, what's that? What's that? How does a guy become an all pro and he gets four targets in the red zone all year? I mean, I, I would target this guy every single time I get to the red zone at least once. They just hand it off, though. They just they give it to CMC or then they give it to Debo. It's right. Like, it's like the priority. They, they, they have, there's no there's no disguising it. They're going to give it to CMC inside the 20 and they're going to give it to Debo. It seems like those are the two top priorities in the end zone. Yeah. But West I mean, zone. how about a hitch to how about a hitch to Ayuk? You know? Yeah. I imagine if, you know, a guy like Ayuk, if we, you know, if we failed to work out like a contract extension, if he got signed by a team like Tampa, you know, just how scary he would be on that team. Oh yeah, no, the, the, he's going to come back he has because to he. Stay. Oh yeah, yeah no he, doubt. He's but, the primary guy they got to re- retain, and they know it. Yeah, uh, he young. stands out. I mean, I I don't care if they let every one of their other free agents walk away. He's the one guy you got to have back. No doubt. I mean, I've looked at the list. There's a couple guys on there I wouldn't mind having back, but he's the only guy that I for sure got to have back. Yeah, I feel the same way about Ayuk. Trevor, we're going to be in Vegas all week. I hope you hopefully you'll watch the channel when we're down there. We're going to have a bunch of videos. We're probably are we going to go Wednesday night live show from Vegas, Kev, with calls. I, I, I think I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just real quick before I head out of here. Yeah. Um, one more thought on the game. I was actually at Beat Ups watching that game, and uh, Beat Ups. You know, there there was Lions fans in there. You know, people from Texas, like all over. Man, there had to have been like a hundred Lions fans in there. There was golf chants the whole time. The loudest environment I have ever been in, hands down. And <laughs> golf chants? That that's actually yeah. one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Who's cheering for golf? What, yeah. what is Jared <laughs> Goff. Jared Goff. I mean, it was crazy. He played I well, man. Like, I thought Jared Goff played pretty well. Yeah, I was like one of three Niner fans in there. And up until halftime. It wasn't looking very good. People were like, Purdy sucks, you know, just like a bunch of nonsense. And halftime came around. I stayed there till halftime, and it was like, man, this is getting a little intense. I'm probably going <laughs> to head out of here. But uh, I still watched the whole rest of the game on my phone because, you know, I'm like, it's football. Anything can happen. You know, do I think we're going to come back from this? It's not looking great, but I'm going to watch the game because I wouldn't want to miss a crazy moment. And sure enough, sure enough. Happened, yeah. And just what a game. Trevor, thanks for representing in Michigan, right? You're out in Michigan, right? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good night. Yeah, I appreciate you. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, Trevor. There you go. Trevor. like Trevor. Good dude. Let's go to Kellen. I hope he was repping the Krug Show in B-dubs in Michigan. (laughs) Spread the brand around. (laughs) What's up, Kellen? Kellen. How you doing, man? Where are you you calling from? I'm in Indiana. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We got you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in Indiana, guys. Big 49ers fan. Been a big 40 big 49ers fan for a long time. Nice. Where are you, are you originally from out here? How'd you come, become a Niner fan out there? I lived in I lived in California for a little while years ago. So okay. I, I've always liked the 49ers. Even before I came out to California, I've always like been a big 49ers fan. Back go back to the Alex Smith days and Colin Kaepernick right around that time. But 
Yeah, I've always been a big 49ers fan, man. Been following the team real closely. Been listening to you guys for, I say, about years now. So I'm excited to get on with you guys. My first time. Yeah, seriously. Welcome aboard, man. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, So one thing I want to say about this game here coming up, obviously, the biggest game of the year. You know, we're all so glad to be here. It's been a long season, fun season. Um. What I like to see out of our guys, though, you know, these first two playoff games we had obviously at home here. But what what we have to do, you know, in the biggest game of the year was we have to get out to a better start. Like I don't think this is the game right here that you want to kind of be trying to come back in third, fourth quarter, trying to make. Yeah. So I, I just I want to see that out of us in the first half. We've been doing good at the second half adjustments. But this is a game that I want to go into halftime feeling pretty good about where we are in the game, you know. 10-point lead. 10-point lead at the half is a must in this one. Yeah, because, you know, it, I, I don't know. It's going to be a hard It's going to be a, a hard one. To, it's going to be a, a barn burner anyway. But, yeah, I just – going into halftime the last two weeks, it's, it's kind of been rough. So, I really – I think that's pivotal in this game to get off to a good – to have a good first half. No question. No question. Major key, you don't want to play from behind against a team like Kansas City. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then another thing, I, I – I've been, I got a good friend. He's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. So all year long, I've been giving it to him while they weren't looking their best, and I'm giving it to him. And you guys aren't going to make it, and here we are. So, But I, I know one thing about that uh, Kansas City defense. They are fast, very aggressive, and, you know, we just got to kind of kind of comes back down to Kyle. Like, you know, is he going to stick to his plan? Is he going to stick to the run? Is he going to have some wrinkles that maybe we haven't seen all year? You know, so I'm kind of – what we need in this game, not to interrupt you, but what we need in this game, you're right about the Chiefs. A lot of speed, a lot of pursuit. When you're going up against a team that has a lot of speed and a lot of pursuit, you got to run some misdirection at them, and you got to yeah. use their pursuit against them. And right. if that means you run a couple reverses, then you run a couple reverses. You yeah. got to make them stay home um, and kill some of that pursuit speed by going misdirection. You know, yeah. and you want a big play in the NFL, you get the defense going three steps in the wrong direction. You yeah. got a chance for a big play. Yeah. 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 Play action, play action, roll out with Purdy. I, yeah. I, his numbers are good. Yeah. I know. I remember watching that old, that, uh, that 2019, 2020 Super Bowl. And I remember that second half where um, they were just selling out to stop the run. They were absolutely selling out to stop the run. And it really, change the way Kyle called things whenever we were getting stuffed on first and second down. And that kind of was putting pressure on Jimmy. And I remember that game vividly, but I remember that second half where I kind of felt like once we were kind of getting stuffed and run early in the second half, I feel like he kind of veered away from it. And it's like, Oh, you know, that that's not what you want to do, especially whenever they're bringing all that pressure. And, you know, so I don't want to see that. I want to see, even if we're having trouble running it or whatever the case may be, I feel like we're still safest, you know, when we're pounding the football. Whether it's two, four, five yards of carry, I, I, we really got to stick with it. No doubt. Kellen, we got to jump because Kev's got to study. But uh, but we're going to be in Vegas all week, man. We're going to be producing on a lot of content. Keep it locked call on next week. Yeah, you better call in next Wednesday and um, go Niners, man. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. It's going to be a great week. I got you guys. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Kellen, Kellen Edwards checking in. The stride. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. You moved it around on me, Kev. Hello. The stride abides. Hello, is, is this Trent? Trent, this is your long lost nephew, Brent Bulky. You know, I'll tell you right now, Lowry. 
Uh, I didn't like that effort from Chase Young, and they couldn't play for me. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to tell you something, Larry. You know where Jamarcus <laughs> Russell messed up in the Raiders? They messed up because instead of having him lose 30 pounds to play quarterback, he should have gained 20 pounds and played left tackle, Larry. Sorry, sorry. I, the guy I, has I, a lot of talent, Krug. Can I call you Krug? What's going on, Stride? How are you, man? How's things? Sorry. I, I've been wanting to do that bit with you for a minute, man. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Kevin, good to see you, brother. How are you? Good to see you, too, man. Now, where are you again, Stride? Where are you calling I'm in from? To, I'm down in San Diego. Down San Diego. Born, there you go. Yeah, born, I'm, I'm, I'm what you would call a friend of the show. There you go. Friend of the show Absolutely. in San Diego. Love San Diego. Absolutely. Listen every single day. Um, and couple, couple, I want to bounce a couple ideas off you for this game. I feel okay. like sometimes if you can get some things out into the ether, it, it might might hit the right ears. So far as the defense goes, all right, Kevin, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What's up? I feel like if we come out with kind of the same bland vanilla defense where we're just having our defensive tackles and our defensive ends line fairly much straight up on offensive linemen and we play kind of the same passive vanilla defense we've been playing – we're probably going to find ourselves in the same spot we've been in in the two previous playoff games. Um, first thoughts on that from both of you. Well, the first thing I mean, is, wouldn't that serve the reason? I'll go first, Dan, and then you can you can hit on it. First thing is, is that just are we just accepting this now as for as 49ers fans? Is this is this what the team has now become? Just we can't stop the run. There's just no the 49ers just cannot stop the run anymore. They just they used to be the most dominant run defending team in the entire league. And now they can't, and they have almost virtually the same exact team. I don't it, understand it what seems it is. To be the case. Yeah. I don't I'm understand sorry, what ahead. it is, but you're right. They, they do have to stop the run. Pacheco is, is, you know, he's a fundamental part of this offense. And right. I think that's why it goes to what a lot of people have been talking about this week, which is Javon Kinlaw has to step up and step into the run gaps because Javon Hargrave hasn't been doing that at all. Javon right. Hargrave has been has just disappeared as a player. He was signed earlier in the offseason and he was, you know, hailed as the the savior because he came from that Eagles team that, you know, led the NFL record with sacks that season and he was right. extremely dominant. But now he's on the Niners and he can he, he can get pressure, but he is not a force in the run game at we, all. We, Kevin, to your point, we are not getting $84 million worth of production. Agreed? And that seems like it's kind of been like that for the entire defensive line, maybe with the exception of Bosa, who has the biggest contract in defensive history. So he's at least getting up to his worth, right? But besides right. Cleveland, and, and maybe Cleveland Farrell, because he was signed to a cheap deal. But yeah, yeah Hargrave like and Young, I mean, Young isn't costing them anything, but just have not lived up to the billing that we were told that they would. So I think they're big names without big games They're they're and, and I'll say this. I'm glad that I made a big stink last week about uh, to Steve Wilkes about Jair Brown, because if they didn't play oh, Jair right. Brown last week, they would be, they'd be home. They'd be he, at home. Right a, you're, you're right. Larry, as you would say, he's a player and, and he, he's, he, he comes in, he hits, he, he supports in the run game. I know this has been spoken about before. We sorely miss, Talanoa Hufunga more than you know what you know what they miss. I mean, they they miss guys that we don't even talk about. They miss Charles Menehu. They miss Samson Abukam. They miss Emmanuel Mosley. Jordan Willis was on was on the Raiders, and I think he's actually available. He's a free agent. You're right. They miss they miss uh, they miss Tart. They miss they the number one guy they miss is Jimmy Ward. 
Number Boom. one guy. Exactly. Yeah. They, they really do miss him. So as far as game plans, again, back to my point, we can't come out with a vanilla game plan. I, I was watching some tape on the, the Patriots teams under Belichick when they were winning Super Bowls. One thought I had for a defense that could – got to show Mahomes some different looks because he's seen almost everything. And my thought would be, you know how a lot of times teams will drop eight back into, back into coverage and only rush three? I think you couldn't do this as a base defense. But what you could do is have four down. And that would be Kinlaw and Armstead in the middle and Chase Young, Nick Bosa on the edges. And then honestly, fake like you're all going to rush and have Kinlaw and Armstead drop back and cover up that shallow middle of the field. They're both, what, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, and then if you're the offensive line, you're the center and the two guards, you're going to take that first step to go block them. All of a sudden, you got nine guys back in coverage and you got Bosa and Young coming off the edges. And so what if Mahomes runs up the middle? You're going to have nine guys there to tackle him for a short game. Plus, the more times you can tackle Mahomes, the better. Uh, Larry, you have a lot of uh, lot of knowledge when it comes to this part of the game. I don't think you can use that as your base defense, but do you see any merit if we played a zone like that just to throw Mahomes a wrinkle in key situations? I mean, you got to. If you play strictly man, he's going to look to run as soon as everybody turns their head. So you yep. can't play strictly man. Um, but you can't play strictly zone either because he'll sit there and he car he'll carve you up. I, I think the Niners at times I would I would alternate between you know Kinlaw inside and Armstead outside in some obvious rundowns, and I would think I would take Chase Young off the field for Robert Beal. Um, right. I think I would play some man to man and some key downs and lean on my my young DBs to play man. Um, I would tilt, you know, in the red zone, I'm going to try to take away Kelsey and make him go to somebody else. 100%. And, think, and, and that's part of, that's part of this coverage that I'm talking about. Yeah. You bracket you Kelsey mix it with up. two. Yeah. Bracket Kelsey with, with two, one, one underneath and one over the top so that he can't get loose and get going. Cause just like Debo is one of our guys that he, his, his numbers he puts up, don't tell the whole story, the juice and the energy he gives our team when he's breaking tackles are worth more than the seven, eight, nine, ten yards he gets on the play, right? And I know I'll we you, all I'll get give that. You one more that I that I, I guarantee you we're going to be talking about next year. Jalen Graham is great, and he's sitting the bench because they would rather go with Burks and Flanagan well, Fouls. Well, and, he, I mean, and he's on, great. He, and next year we, we when all, he's we playing, all know Kyle and, rookies. We all yeah, know Kyle. But, sorry to interrupt, but, but we don't next Kyle. year when he's playing. People are going to be like, man, Jalen Graham had 14 tackles yesterday. Um, would have been nice to have seen him last year get some time. Wait for that. That's do, coming. Do you think that because the, the Niners try to play, uh, get ahead of the salary cap that Jalen Graham and D. Winters came in so that two or three years from now, if we have to move off of big contracts for uh, Warner and Greenlaw, that those are the next guys that could possibly fit? Not I mean, they like these guys. They're just being hyper conservative. They've been very, very conservative. I mean, they don't play Looter. They don't play Beal. They don't play Winners. They don't play Graham. They don't play Womack. They don't play a lot of their old, younger guys. Other teams play their youth. Lions play their youth. Um, it's your job to coach them up. I mean, I you know, simple as that. But um, they they're gonna have to mix it up here. They're really gonna have to mix it up. They're gonna have they, to. They're gonna have to blitz. They're gonna have to blitz Mahomes at times. They're going to have to drop, rush three and drop eight. They're going to have to mix up zone and 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 man. 
Uh, they're yep. going to have to disguise coverages a little bit and rotate into something else. They're going to have to take chances here. Um, they're not going to be able to sit back. People, you know, the, the phrase like dance with the girl that brung you means just go with what's been working. Well, guess what? <laughs> watch that defense in the first half of those games. Yeah, What seriously. they've been doing is not working. If the defense is the girl that brung us, she's drunk and dancing with every other guy at the party right now. You know? uh, they, they got some problems here. They're going to also have to score. Yeah. They're going to have to score points. Hey, Stride, we got to jump because we got to get hey, these man. people in. Thanks, hey, Stride. Good stuff, Kev. Hit the books. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Michael Monahan's in the house. Michael. What's going on, Larry Kruger and Kevin? What's up? Michael. Hey, I noticed, uh, Larry, you got both your first and last name on there. Kevin's just Kevin. He's rocking that LeBron or Prince, you know, energy. I'm like, no, he, I'm, like Ichiro, I'm like Ichiro. I'm like Ichiro. You call me yeah, Kevin. No, he, yeah. He's like a he's like a European soccer player, you know. Yeah. He, uh, he just goes by, you know, Kaka, you know, or uh, Ronaldo or something. You know, he's like one of those premiership uh, guys with big, uh, big egos. Yeah, after the Super Bowl weekend, you should just have a symbol, and we can refer to you as the podcaster, formerly known as Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get shorter and shorter. I'm gonna drop some letters. It's gonna be Kev, then it's gonna be K. Yeah, yeah, great. There you go. Well, hey, I I don't know if you caught this, but your buddy Damon had a cast today with uh, Nick Wrong. Did you happen <laughs> I, to uh, see that? I yet? haven't seen it yet, but I heard about it yesterday. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. You know, Nick is an idiot, but you know, yeah, he, he seems, is. seems like I, I, I saw that whole podcast too. I, I listened you know, to it today. The, I, I wanted to call in because you know, people like him and and some of these other national people, they're creating this like straw man for 49er fans and the defenders of Brock Purdy. You know, they keep saying that if we don't say he's Mahomes or we don't say he should be in the Hall of Fame right now, we get all bent out of shape. I think what we're saying is you know, how do you define, and you know, he may not deserve the MP, MVP this year, but he sure played like it for a little while. And, you know, what is the MVP? It's, it's for performance this season. And when we say that he put up a performance this season that earned him the right to be in that conversation, we're not comparing him against Mahomes' whole body of work or Josh Allen's whole body of work. All we're saying is that he's put up some MVP like performance for this year and and if and when people disrespect that that's all we're doing is saying give the guy the respect for his performance we're not trying to put him on the same level as Mahomes and they create this straw man argument to, right. to make it sound like that's what we're trying to do and it's the whole thing's just a joke and it just it's it's you just get the feeling that they're not going to be at all consistent if this were a different guy on a different team uh, maybe they, if he had different characteristics, maybe they would be like loving him up, but because he's, you know, the, the narrow shouldered kind of smallish guy, it's like, let's not, you know, we're such a power based culture. I mean, it just is, if the guy was six, seven with a rocket, he would be the next great thing. But because he's five, because he's six, one and all of his greatest traits are heart and guts and competitiveness and smarts, things that we can't necessarily define or see on a camera, then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, this guy's totally sucks. And, and, you know, and they call him the pumpkin and this and that wait till yeah. the clock strikes midnight pumpkin potential 
pumpkin potential, you know. You know, I, I've I've listened to more Nick Wright than I probably want to, and I listened to that whole segment with Damon. And who is Nick Wright? Nick Nick Wright's I mean, just some guy. Who, I don't he, know. What are his credentials for any of it? Tele- well, what's his credential? I, I mean, he, how? Why does he have credentials to talk about anything? Really? I mean, what what credentials does he have? I have no clue. I, I, I do know. I do not know. But he's he's a media guy, and he's yeah. probably the biggest media guy who's talking down on Brock Purdy. And basically, what his argument is is that he's saying that he thinks he lives in a land of crazy people, and he's the only sane one because he thinks that he just experienced this exact same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo for the last four years. And saying that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone was telling me that he was the next great quarterback and he was this or that. And then, you know, really wasn't. And now Brock Purdy. Now he says that Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but he thinks that it's not. It's just it's really more of a product of the team and that he would. He said that he'd take like 14 other quarterbacks ahead of Purdy to lead this team. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is, you know, I know Brock and I'm sure that it bothers him a little bit that every time the media talks to his teammates, he's the topic of conversation for them. I'm sure, you know, he feels badly about that because, you know, here they are being interviewed and they have an opportunity to, to be asked about themselves and all they spend, all they end up doing is responding to all this crap in the media about him. And I know he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like being that much of the center of attention. You know, he's a pretty humble guy. So it just it's it's the whole thing is weird to me. And it's just I guess it's just, you know, they need stuff to talk about. If you watch, you know, Shady and 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 Acho's show, Shady one day can't say enough about Brock. The next day, you know, he's got nothing good to say at all. So it's just like, you know, it's show it's show business, you know. Nick Wright was supposedly on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh yeah. <laughs> He was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He's just a, he's just a talk show host Wait, from Syracuse. Yeah, he yeah. he graduated from Syracuse, which is a good broadcasting school. He's got a degree in broadcast journalism. He began his broadcasting career as a, just a production assistant and a weekend host on an AM radio station in Kansas City, and that's it. He's just he's just a he's just the loudest guy in the room. That's all. That's all. I mean, he's got. He, he didn't play anything. He didn't scout for anybody. He didn't coach for anybody. But he's an expert on every major sport. So whatever. Well, he figured out his hustle and he's doing his thing. I guess you know. Yeah. Kudos to him. Yeah, good for him. For that, but, just, uh, you know, he's got. What can you say, yeah. Mike? Michael, we got to jump. Yeah. Well, that's all I had, we appreciate you. To take it. All right, man. Rock those books. <laughs> those chicks. There you go. JM Sanborn in the house. What's up, JM? How you doing, Josh? Sorry about that. It's abbreviated. My fault. So yeah. Josh. Josh, where are you calling from? Los Angeles. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What's going on? I guess my I guess my uh I guess my history is my dad's a Rams fan. I grew up in a household where I didn't have a football team. So my grandpa and I were I've been a Niners fan my whole life. Um I've never seen a quarterback like this. Um in the history since I would say Steve Young. I remember Joe Montana, but Steve Young, I, I like the comparison between Steve Young and Brock Purdy isn't talked about more than Montana. They talk about Montana's numbers, but the way his mobility is, I think Steve Young is the epitome of what Brock Purdy is right now in his first couple of years under Montana. And then when he got to the Super Bowl, I mean, that's it for me. Like that, that screams the Chargers Super Bowl, the way he moved, he had his numbers and, 
I don't know. I, Steve it, Young played with you know third down urgency and goal line urgency and the throw, every and the minute throw, of his career and the, and the fourth down conversions. But like you know, he was under being under that that implementation that of that West Coast offense just plays into the Shanahan offense also the way he yeah. moved the way he. It, it, I can't believe it took him to the NFC Championship game to move the way he did, but that movement is absolutely incredible. No That's- question. Smart guy, super competitive guy, tough guy, um, a lot of intangibles. Steve's going to join us, we think, either Sunday or Monday of this week on this channel. So look for that. It, I, I'm um, so I was at the I was watching that game um, at, at a pretty much a Packers bar. And everybody was rooting for the for the Lions, and I was one of probably twenty five or thirty Niners fans in there. That place got really quiet, and I was probably one of the rest of them just screaming our asses off. I'm like, as soon as that ball hit off of uh, the defenders, I forgot who what the DB's name was, but as soon as I caught that ball, I was like, this game is over. Like you can, <laughs> that's awesome. You cannot swing. I've I remember the Super Bowl, uh, the Patriots was the Patriots Giants Super Bowl when they caught the ball on top of his head. I forgot who caught that. Was that do you remember that? Yeah, it was uh it was uh oh. David Tyree. Yeah, that that moment was like the moment you're like, Well, this game just shifted, right? Like the moment that you'd see something happen and momentum is a is an amazing thing in sports, man. Yeah, I mean, I I've been watching the Dodgers my whole life. I'm a weird one. I'm a Dodgers Niners fan, but I've uh, I'm I'm true to the Bay in my whole life. But I love baseball and the Dodgers my home. But Niners are like my football team, and watching that play unravel, and then that fumble, and then just like my my head just started spinning, going like, we can't not win the Super Bowl. Like I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. It's just we you have to have the moxie and understand that like. I am a fan and I've been watching football my whole life and I've been It's their year. It's the Niners year. They cannot be denied. 2019 Super Bowl when I saw Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, get us to that point but he never had the it. You know, he never had the thing that would make us better than what we had. Our defense was amazing, but we didn't have the it. We're playing Patrick Mahomes. It, that just, team had guys that were becoming guys still. Like Debo was still becoming a player. Oh yeah, Debo yeah, was still becoming a player. This yeah. team is just it's it's all superstars. Oh, it's, I know. It, it's, now. Was, it's now. It's now is now. Yeah. Uh, Kittle was a rookie. Um, I mean, I hate the comparison. It was like this team is now the team that's now. It was like no way. Like our team has the resiliency to come back, and we just saw it with Detroit and and, and Green Bay was was like a little precursor. But the fact that we only played half of a quarter and we played almost two full quarters into the, the game, and the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs can't score in the second half. That should scream to me that if we're even at the halftime at, at, at any point, we're like down by three, we're going to win the game. I don't, I don't care. Last time the team was just happy to be there. They were ahead of schedule. This team's going to finish the deal. And Purdy's quite a bit better than Mahomes, than, uh, than Garoppolo. Oh, um, so I, I think I, that's going to be the difference. Yeah. Quite a bit better. And that's why I said that that's Steve Young. I mean, I've, I'd watching him. I remember that analogy we talked about. Uh, I watched those um, the interviews with Kittle on on um, on Pat McAfee, and he told him that he looked like one of those water lizards running on water just because of how quick he got out of the pocket and just ran. And dude, I forgot what's the what's the defensive end name for 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 Detroit? Um, the Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson just was on his ass and couldn't tackle him, and he just ran out of the pocket. Look. 
I mean, I hate comparing him to Mahomes, but he ran out and just like beat a tackle. Yeah. No, and no it, question. Josh, we got to jump, bud, because Kev's got to study. We appreciate sure. you. All right, Have a good night. Thanks, Josh. There you go, Josh. We go to PDX. Hey, PDX Niners. What's up, PDX? PDX. Not a whole lot. I got two things for you. Where are you Miami. calling from, first of all? Portland. That's a, Portland, that's, Oregon. That's where the there PDX you go. From. Yeah. Gotcha. I had to turn my chair around. I've got a bunch of Seahawks memorabilia around here for my parents. Okay. Well, we don't they, they don't like that I'm a Niners fan. We don't want right. your, okay. your parents. Your parents. He's <laughs> yeah. a traitor. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so never, so I two, never liked those people. <laughs> So two things. I think that uh, the the Packers and really more of the Lions is like Kyle's four minute mile. The Super Bowls is Everest, where it's like kind of agreeing with you. Where if he did it once, the pressure's released, and now he's going to be able to do that all the time. Now, you know what I mean? Where it's like uh, he knows it can be done. Where previously it was like this goal that was elusive to him. I agree. I agree. I mean, you you got to do it once before you can do it twice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think Purdy's going to take it to the next level in this game. I think I think the Niners are due for a big game, too. Uh, they've had some they've won in, in unimpressive fashion where they've fallen into holes. Um, I think this game in Vegas is going to be a big Niner coronation. Yeah, I agree. I mean. I, I'm always like a kind of a pessimistic person, so I never really feel feel I, confident. I, yeah, you are I mean, a Seahawks fan. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you've been so close for so long, and you know, there's the whole era from like 2000 to what was it, 2011, where it's like we sucked, and so I'm just used to losing. It, it I'm ready for that to not be the default, but uh, it still is. Think positive thoughts. I, I am. I am. And then Do my, a meditation. My other thing is that I was thinking about is like even even some of like I really like you guys like Jesse and all of them, but I even think their take on Brock Purdy is a little tepid, and I don't really agree with it. Where it's going to be like you have to evaluate him for two to three years. When you look at young quarterbacks who come in and they start off hot, they usually don't cool off it kind of works the other way sometimes or if they suck they can get good but usually a quarterback when they're elite and they show they're elite when they're young and especially if they make a super bowl in their second year they usually don't slow down i mean well you know i look at it this way so many of the people that are in that mode of i don't know if i should believe in brock they can't get three sentences into their feelings before they bring up jimmy garoppolo yeah, and if true. if if your focus is that narrow, and you thought Jimmy was the guy, and then now Jimmy you discovered wasn't the guy, or you thought Cap was the guy, and then Cap wasn't the guy, there's so many Niner fans that are so their focus is so narrow. It's like it all they can't give Brock credit, and they immediately reference Cap or Garoppolo. And the world is involved, you know, there's two, there's more than three, you know, two or three kinds of people. And I just think that that's too narrow of a focus, but you know what? That's okay. Uh, some, some people need more, more proof to believe in it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, I, if, if that's their take, you know, it, you know, they're like saying, Hey, I don't see it. Then maybe they don't see it. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll believe that that's their way is the more prudent way, but 
Um, I don't make a living out of backtracking um, off of personnel. So I told you that I believed in this kid, his, you know, uh, mini camp of his rookie year. And um, I believe in him just as much today as I did then. Now, here's the one advantage I have on a lot of these guys. The, these guys are not getting a chance to meet this guy. They're not getting a chance to talk to him. They're not getting a chance to be in the room with him and his teammates and see them interact. And football players, you know, are very real with one another. And if there wasn't a real belief in Brock Purdy, it would come out, and it hasn't. Um, they believe in him. He believes in himself. I think the fans ought to believe in him as well because he's the real deal. And as Shanahan, look at how people reacted when Shanahan said, this guy's the real deal. It was yeah, like people true. are like, oh, 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 he really stepped in shit now. Oh, he's the real deal. He said he was the real deal. It's like like it was like his, like for some people, it was like, oh, the gotcha moment. And it, it wasn't. It was Shanahan telling you, honestly, there's a lot of people that are out there saying that this guy is not the real deal. And I'm here to tell you he is. And people should have taken that at a little bit more face value. Instead, it was like, yo, well, you know, he'll backtrack off that. No, he ain't. No, he's not. He's not going to backtrack off that. This kid is look, the real deal. Look, the last big point I'll make before, you know, I, I head off because I know you guys get in late is. You know, a, a lot of the top quarterbacks, like the top two or three quarterbacks, have been given weapons and given an opportunity to succeed. I mean, Josh Allen, they went out and got him, Stefan Diggs. And, I mean, you could make all sorts of arguments about why it didn't work out or this and that, you know. They didn't surround the right people around him. But the cold, hard reality of it is, especially at the quarterback position, is you just got to go out and do it. And those who can do and those who can't really don't. And they usually – never have that ability it just you know so you, true. Could t you could tell the quarterback if there's not going to be good and with purdy doing this in his second year even making it to the super bowl you know this is going to be controversial but like you can pretty much vault him into the top five if not the top two quarterbacks in the nfl if he wins it you have i'm not saying that's the case but you have an argument everybody's excited they beat detroit everybody's going crazy they talked to Brock. He's like, we got one more. Yep. Yeah. We got one more. So, hey, uh, have a great night in Portland, man. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah, man. Thanks, Appreciate you. Two last ones, and then Kev's got to go study. Franco's in the house. What's up, Franco? Ooh. And then we're going to Big Mo Easy in Vegas. Big Mo Easy. That's how you end the night off right there. There you go. Franco, how's, how's life in the car? The headliners. Come on, man. You know how it is in the Sentra. I'm Look doing beautiful that. things with it. Look at that. Yeah, just cleaned it out today and uh nice. Looking good. Look at that. Spring cleaning. Yes, sir. Spring <laughs> spring cleaning. <laughs> spring cleaning. What's going on, Franco? How you feeling, man? <sighs> feeling amazing, man. After watching that Lions game. Woo! Hey, Seriously. Man, it was looking rough in the beginning. I remember, uh, man, we had just got to the bar. I couldn't even order my first drink before they took that end around to the house. I was like, man. Oh, man. I was like, you know what? Let me get that IPA. I'm going to need that IPA today, <laughs> yeah. man. Hey, let's, uh, let, Make that let's, a double. Uh, let's drink the sorrows away. Yeah, let's get the double going. Yeah. No, I hear you. And it was I the tackling. You. It was the tackling that was uh, that was driving me crazy, man. It was a lot of arm tackling, a lot of catching. I'm 
you got to run through somebody, man. Like, that's what they used to always tell us in football, man. Number one, keep your head up so you can see what you're tackling. Number two, run through them. Don't catch them. That's what I love about Jair Brown, man. He looks to detonate on every single guy. Franco, we're, I know you've been waiting, but we got to jump. Give us one last point. All right, one last point. Um, let me see. All right, I want to ask you a quick question. What do you okay. think about, in my opinion, uh, for us to stop Mahomes? Well, he's going to get his, okay? But to keep his production at the at the lowest point, we kind of have to play him like Hurts, okay? I feel like we kind of... You're not. Don't go and uh, chase the corner to expect a sack. It's just not gonna happen. Okay, like he rarely gets sacked, and if you get to him, he's gonna throw the ball away. What do you think about like a NASCAR package on that defensive line? So if he tries to get get uh, get to the edge, there's somebody there like a Robert Beal or somebody with some speed who's able to get to him. What I what I would like to see them do is mix it up a lot, and then also blitz him with. D, uh, with smaller guys blitz him don't blitz him with big bodied guys blitz him with small bodied guys that can get home send a demo lenore off the slot send send That's some true. take some chances um and understand that he's probably going to read it but force the ball out of his hands in some key situations and then double kelsey as much as you possibly can or bracket kelsey bracket. in the red zone in the red zone. That's what you got to do. We need, we need Fred needs, and the safety on Kelsey. He, he badly wants to go to Kelsey in the red zone. Franco, we got to jump, though. Kev's got to study. Appreciate yeah, you, Franco. Good night. You too. That's Franco. All right, before we go to Big Mo Easy, let's hit these supers. Dazza says Trent is the best player on the team. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Mark Grace is looking forward to your Vegas content. Both of you guys have an awesome time. Thank you, Mark. Member for 19 months. A little clap there for Mark. Mark's dropping a 20 spot on us here. He says, here's some beer money for Vegas. Show Kevin the town. Have an awesome time and looking forward to the Super Bowl content next week. Never been to Vegas before. Never never been to Vegas before. Oh, look at that. We're going to tie. We're going to. We're going to absolutely blow it up. Swift Dog Niners says the vibe feels different this time. Or is it just me? Let's go 49ers. Thanks, gentlemen, for great content. Thank you, Swift Dog. Slavic, Slavic Niner says this offseason, Larry was so right about when Ebukam and Amenahu were leaving. I said, yeah, man, you don't want to, you got to replace those guys. Those guys were good. Um, I'd rather have those guys right now than uh, Javon Hargrave. Daza says, what's even stranger is Chase is in a contract year. I know. It's unbelievable. You're putting that, that's the film you're putting out there. You deserve what you don't get. Davis says Chase is a bum who needs to sit if he jogs one more time. Chase is taking up our oxygen. If we sign him next season, he better get no guarantees. No, no, there'll be no signing next season. Not after that. There'll be no signing. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like convinced. Like you saw that one clip. You hadn't seen it yet. You're like, oh, yeah. So they're, they're just not going to sign him next season. It's just like no. guaranteed. No, <laughs> no. I'd rather. And in this game, I'd rather go with Beal. I'd rather go with Beal than go with Chase. Big Mo Easy. What's up, Big Mo? Gentlemen, what is going on? <laughs> you're the cleanup clean hitter on the call-in show. The headliner. The bro, headliner. Bro, Niners, Vegas, let's fucking go, baby. Oh, my God. This is really happening. What is the deal? <laughs> 
Bro, I am so pumped, man. But I am so motivated, bro. Like, dude, you have no idea. Dude, Monday came around. I went to the work. Bro, my work is literally right down the street from Allegiant. Really? I looked at Allegiant, bro. I was like, bro, guess what? I'm about to be up in there, baby. Let's go. You, did you buy tickets? Bro, listen. The, the, the good news is keeps getting better. Listen to this. If everything works out, Big Mo will be attending the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, baby. The oh, tickets are going for eight gir, eight gir. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been living it for over 20 years. So, you know, I, I move around. You know what I mean? I got some right. plugs. You got but, some connections. But I'm hoping that. Kind of like Kev in, in San Luis Obispo. Yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know some people. You know some people. Hey, I just say this. If it works out, by God's grace, you know what I'm saying? Big Mo will be in the MF building, baby. Let's go. Oh, that is going to be sweet. It That's will be awesome. sweet, man. It will be sweet. Listen, if we meet up, I'll tell you the details about it. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, we are, well, no, if we're going to meet up, we're going to meet up. Listen, man, I know y'all working, bro. You got to pay the bills, man. You got to, man, you got to do the Larry, the, 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 the Larry Kevin Crew show, man. You know what I'm saying? You guys got to get that money. We maybe are Wednesday we are. night. Maybe Wednesday night after the call, and we'll hit we'll hit dinner or something. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out, man. We'll I'll, figure I'll it out DM, Wednesday I'll night. I'll DM you guys, man. Uh, I'll DM you guys and hit me back. I'll send you guys my info or whatever. Just make yeah. sure you check your uh, DM on Instagram. Yep, we'll do it. We'll okay. do it. Do you have our Instagram? Yeah, I've, I've been following you on Instagram forever. I think it's just okay. your business page, though. But I'll, I'll send it there. You, you know, know Kev, I think Kev only go to me, which means that you'll message your message. If you message me, I will see it. Okay, but yeah, yeah. you only have three ma three people on there and no pictures. Is that how the hell that's working on there? Is that the right Kev Kruger? No, 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 that's not me. I'm talking about the Krug Show account. I'll see it. Oh, the Krug Show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll hit it. I'll hit it. Yeah, I'll hit it on Instagram. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, man, dude, listen. So my adopted brother's from Detroit. Remember I told you guys that, man. And, right. they, and they got a big, bro. And I'm sitting here like, what team is this, dude? I was like, dude, who... Who came out this locker room, bro? Who are these guys? You know what I mean? I, I'm like, bro, we missing tackles. Oh, it's a nightmare. It was a we freaking a nightmare. I was starting to sweat. Dude, we giving up third and 18s. We missing field goals. I was Bad. like, oh my gosh, bro. Like, dude, talk about this guy was falling. But you know what, though? People out there never gave up the faith, man, because that's why we the faithful. You never give up the faith until the zeros are on the clock. That's all I'm going to say. My adopted brother, who's a Lions fan, he gave me a big hug when he came home, and he said, "I'm going to bed." <laughs> he, he was disgusted. He the only solace thing he had, he told me, it was that he got over because Michigan won the national championship, so that made him feel good about something. But man, the Lions taking that 17 turnaround, oh, it it, it hurt him. Man, it hurt I, it hurt a lot of Detroit fans. Man, oh, I know it did. I know it did. But they're young. They got more. They got they, the future's bright. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I told my brother, man. I said, bro, this is my time. I love you, bro, but this is my time. This is my <laughs> time to shine. This is this time to shine, baby. Look, look what I got on, man. Look at that. The Kittle. The Kittle, baby. The real patch. Look, with the real patch. Not the little silk screen. Look it's at that. It's the real deal, baby. That's I'm the real deal. But nah, man, like, I I'm really excited, man, about this game. Um, As long as we shut down Isaiah Pacheco, man, I really don't think that we're going to have issues, man. Like, we got to stop Isaiah Pacheco from getting off. You know yep. what I mean? If we can stop Pacheco, we're going to hold that trophy. You know what I'm saying? And and on our end, we need to pound them with that run game. So it opens up the play action, so it makes it easy 
so we can move down the field and do what we do because everybody knows Casey's weak against the run. So let's exploit it, you know? No doubt. No doubt. It's the, Niner, it's the Niners' time. I feel good about it. I feel real good. We, Niners have some unfinished business, as Shanahan said. Um, they didn't, you know, the Niners are about winning the Super Bowl, not going to the Super Bowl. That's um, it. And it, it's time to win. It's time to win. It's time to get that six, baby. Put the six in the trophy. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while. We we it's went two while. times already, and we missed out. But guess what they say? Third time's the charm, baby. Let's get it. Mahomes is going to eat dirt. Mahomes is going to eat dirt. Big Mo said it here first. Big Mo, we'll give you the final word. Hey, I love you guys. Thank you guys for having me on this season, bro. It was It was a great ride. I can't wait to see you guys in person, bro. We're going to have a blast, man. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some stuff. It's going to be cool, man. I can't wait. But anyway, let me just say this. Thanks again. Picking a pickle, baby. In Vegas, here y'all come. Big Mo Easy. Oh, man. Next Wednesday night in Vegas. The final Face. call-in show of the, of, of the, of the season. season. How about this from Digital Drew? member for 12 months. He says, wife walked in and saw Kevin said, is he 12? Bring that ID oh. to Vegas. LOL. I keep getting that. People think I'm like 15 years old on the regular. <laughs> 21. I'm 21. Okay. He's 21. And he's going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Actually, oh, I, went to, uh, I went to buy a, uh, I went to buy a beer the other day at the store. Right. And I, I give the guy my ID and he just, just did not believe me. Just did not believe me. He's like, is this you? I'm like, yes, bro. Like what? Come on, man. Davis says, if Kev makes his bed before Vegas, we win for sure. I made my bed before the Lions game. Make sure that oh, bed is made. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show. Thanks to Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring uh, the Krug Show as well. And, of course, thanks to Marin Autoglass, 415-883-3030, marinautoglass.com. Kev, final thought? Go Niners. The door. Go Niners. Uh, check out more content tomorrow, more videos tomorrow. I did not put out a, a, a reel on any of the you know, TikTok, Instagram today, but I will be putting something up tomorrow. It's just swamped right now with schoolwork. But, um, yeah. More content coming. Like and subscribe. It, it really does help. Every single like really helps the algorithm, and every subscriber just makes us feel a little bit, makes our hearts feel a little bit warmer. Um. And by the way, oh, I, I was going to tell you how many subs we have, but my juice on my phone just went out. But we're closing in on forty thousand subs, and we might be able to do it before Super Bowl Sunday. So if you're one of the people in the room and you've yet to hit like and subscribe, please hit like. Please hit subscribe. Support the channel. Help us get to 40,000 subs before Super Bowl Sunday. And for Kev, I'm Larry. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked.